This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get 20% off using the code SWN20 for that 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I'm your host, as always, Billy. Uh, as you're listening to this, and it, it, we're still in November. No, we're not. We're still in December. Uh, well, not a good start to the podcast, however, <laughs> where I am. Uh, but if you are listening to this as it comes out and you haven't paid that extra £1 for the Patreon, it is New Year. It's 2024. So let's look ahead oh. at some future guests, uh, future superstars in the world of Scottish wrestling. And I'm joined by a podcaster, a wrestler, a king of the class. It's Patrick Dierski. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Billy. Like I said to you before, it's genuinely an honour to be on here because I've been listening to you for a few years now. Uh, just said to you before we started recording, you're like my introduction to Scottish wrestling outside of ICW during its peak probably about 10 years ago. So yeah, and here I am. This is quite this is quite cool. So thank you for having me. It's been quite nice this season. We had a, a GTT on uh, from Community Pro Wrestling, and he kind of was saying the same. He listened to the podcast uh, before he start before he actually started training again. I'm like, oh my god, people are actually listening. That's that's really nice. Yep. We're the number ten. We're currently, as of recording, we're now down to ten. We're now the the tenth best tenth the tenth best podcast in Slovakia. Oh, uh, no, don't worry, we'll bring that up. Myself and Duke will bring that up to the dizzy heights in second again. I know that was that was an amazing <laughs> day when I went check yep. the the old lists. I was like, oh my god, why? <laughs> Why? It's we've, brought, we've, we've brought it up once or twice since, so we're already planning our our tour, our inevitable tour of like <laughs> starting off in Bratislava, and we'll see how we go from there. It's just it's just mad because like, we get the, the chart list. I get the chart list every day, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not very good, but uh, most of the time it's not very good. But the ones that do do pop up is weird. It is like Slovakia or uh, Ireland at one point. I was really excited that day. Uh, mm. It was just yeah, really, obviously. To top 250 in the British wrestling one I'm happy with that yeah. but uh, yeah Slovakia at number 10 I'm just <laughs> anyone listening out there from Slovakia get in touch I want to know yeah. just why um, so yes we've got you on uh, for, for a couple of reasons uh, of course we've we've oh, you're on our network already for the Fair City mm-hmm. Wrestling podcast uh, hosted with yourself and Duke Cannon we'll definitely speak about that uh, mm. of course you're wrestling yourself yes Yes, uh, getting there, getting there. Still very much a trainee, but we move, we're progressing. But uh, I think you've got a, you've got an interesting background of wrestling, uh, your journey before the actual wrestling began uh, yeah, yeah. as well. A lot of travelling, which again, we'll try and get into uh, while we're here. Uh, I'll inevitably forget something because that's just I, that's how I roll with this podcast. But I'll well, make sure I ask the stupid questions and the ones we've got through on Facebook as well uh, before we wrap up. So we'll start with the basic, boring question. One that you probably, I think you've already answered really with Duke on the FCW podcast, the impromptu one that you that you ended up on because of Dickie Divers not being able to arrive. Uh, Kyle, uh, that is the FCW heavyweight champion, Dickie Divers, bottled the podcast with us. Dickie Divers not arriving. I can't believe it. I must, can't be for the first time. Um, <laughs> how did you get into wrestling? So, what was the moment that you watched it and realized this is what I love? This is wrestling. I'm in. So my wrestling watching as a kid was very patchy because I didn't have uh, anything outside. Remember when it was just channels one to five back in the good old days? Before I had like, one to four. Oh, mate. Oh, 
we we used to we we had a very uh, cool thing in Dundee once upon a time. It was called Channel Six. And it was a local music station. So right. I was able to brag by people like that. Hey, we've got six channels in Dundee. So <laughs> but yeah, it was um so I wasn't really on TV much when I was a kid. So my like exposure was very limited. Maybe when I went to a friend's house it would have Sky, I might catch an episode of Raw or Sunday Night Heat or just even like the compilation shows and God, this wrestling stuff's quite cool. And then outside of that, it was like video games. So like I remember like SmackDown 2 was like my go-to as a kid and arguably that was more of like an exposure to guys like The Rock and Stone Cold, Triple H, etc. than actual WWF TV was because I never had access to it. Mm-hmm. Um as I got a bit older when I like managed to get things like Sky, um, that would have been more sort of like ruthless aggression era was really when I started watching wrestling religiously. Remember the first match I can properly remember watching from beginning to end was Eddie Guerrero versus Brock Lesnar at No Way Out. And I think again that probably just would have been on like a highlight package like showing this match um and that's what really got me hooked on wrestling because you see brock lesnar for the first time you're like well this this is a foregone conclusion there's no <laughs> way this eddie guy's beating him and then he does and you get this amazing reaction from the crowd and that was when the like the religious week to week sort of watching started for me uh back then so maybe i don't know been maybe what but nine when that happened so it was maybe a bit later than some other people get into it but it's the usual. You get hooked once you get hooked, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, that's what I was going to ask because you're talking about the not having access to it. Because right about my time, when I was about that age, um, it was it was Channel Four. Uh, but that would have just been you would have been way too probably too young at that point for the Channel Four year. I, I also might not have known it was on. That's mm-hmm. like obviously like if you're a kid, then you don't always you don't always know. So yeah, that might have been a combination of that not knowing and not having not knowing it was on Channel Four and not knowing it was. Uh, accessible, any because like and I because I know that WCW and stuff was like accessible around about that time as well on like <laughs> British terrestrial TV. I never I never knew I never knew WCW was the thing until much I was much older. It was always wrestling as for a lot of a lot of people for a long time. Wrestling is WWF and that's kind of it. And then you eventually get a bit older and find out oh there's all this other stuff out there that I need to check out. That's it. I mean because we're 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 operating on maybe a, a six year. Uh, age gap and, and and generation gap as well when it comes to wrestling which it doesn't sound like a lot but considering your first exposure was it maybe was seen on sky one or something like that yeah. in a compilation whereas whereas six years ago looking for scraps on channel five or or channel four and then people who had sky were able to watch it on meta motors uh or wherever else and then between that time there was the wrestling channel and by mm-hmm. time that 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 time you're talking about it was kind of moving away to more the MMA stuff anyway, so it wasn't there was less wrestling. It's just a a lot could happen in, in that six years. Whereas you're now jump in a jumping off point in 2004, uh, seeing seeing Brock Lesnar and, and Eddie Guerrero, and it's it's just mad to think how much can change in that time, media wise. It, it's not a, a long time in terms of like number of years, but obviously the leaps in technology and accessibility to wrestling around about that time was huge. Um, so. It's, it's much more of a gap between, say, 1998 and 2004 than it was between, say, 2004 and 2010. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the, the big difference between the 2004 and 2010 would be like the advent of YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then that's a whole other thing. But the general, like, terrestrial telly and, and all that kind of stuff, it's it's much as such the same now. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's just huge. And, uh, you, the cycle through characters as well. So when you started watching, you said Ruthless Aggression, Guerrero, Lesnar, 
had the games, you had the Rock, Austin. So again, that's a huge gulf. By the time you're actually watching it regularly, none of the guys in SmackDown 2 were there, really. No. Maybe a Hardy. Matt Hardy, maybe, about. That was no. a the best Hardy. Uh, I I will fight you on that. On that. <laughs> but... but uh, <laughs> Um, somehow the one who, that, that takes all the all the illegal substances can still walk. I don't understand how that that's possible. Like the two, um, anyway. So yeah, so so must be weird watching that, not seeing all these guys back down to who aren't on the show anymore. Um, were they, who are the guys that you were drawn to the most? Two thousand four time. Um, I was a big Cena fan, as a lot of young kids were for a while. Um, the, the the first guy I. I went through like I remember I was on like message boards at this time as well, and again first starting to get into that side of wrestling, finding out more about wrestling. And I was the guy that would like change his profile picture like every week. Like one week it would be like, oh, Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler. Next week it was like Cena. Next week it was Eddie. Whoever, whoever. But the first time I got a guy who was like, yeah, this is my guy. I'm pitching. I'm pitching my trailer at his wagon was CM Punk. So that was obviously a bit later than that in 2006. Very topical boy right now as we sit in uh, November. Uh, no, not in November. I made the same thing. It's because he ret- he's returned in November. That's what it is. We've got November on the brain. Um, but yeah, CM Punk was the first my guy and he's been that ever since for me. Um, and coincidentally, I've now ended up with loads of tattoos right now. But I, the straight edge thing, I couldn't I couldn't stick with that once I discovered discovered the the, the, the pleasure that is beer. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, it's scary though. This will come out what's uh, first, second week of January. You could be gone by that point. I know. It's, it's, we're, we're in such a scary, uh, not a scary world, but it's such an intriguing world where we're, we're going week by week on CM Punk. It's like, is he still there? Has he punched I was anyone? At, I, I was at All In uh, in August, so I'm I, when this comes out, I might still have seen his last wrestling match. Who knows? Very, very <laughs> Who knows? true. So it's a long time to the Royal Rumble. We've still got what, what as a release date, what three weeks to the Royal Rumble. Yeah. There's plenty of time for him to piss nah, someone off. Loads of time. Um, we're thinking about straight age thing. I think. I think when I look back on on, on that, it's like I think I was, but didn't realize it. Uh, mainly because for for things like the promiscuity, nobody wanted me, so that really was an easy one to take off. Uh, but 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 yeah, the drinking thing I've never really done it for me. I don't know. I don't know why. It's just I've always been a designated. I'm happier being a designated driver. I like knowing everyone's okay. Oh, Otherwise, yeah. when I drink, I speak utter shit, which is conveniently what I do on the podcast. So imagine if I drink on a podcast. It's... Well, there's an idea. There's I've, an idea. I've done one or two when I've been drinking, and it usually ends up with me in a slight argument or telling someone to fuck off. So it, it has <laughs> ended badly many times. Myself myself, and Duke have, um, were trying to get uh, the idea in uh, Filthy Ryan Rude's uh, head that we should go down to Newcastle and do a drunk podcast down there because we're just going to have a great night out after. And I think that'll be fantastic. So if you're listening, Ryan, the offer's still on the table. <laughs> that sounds like a Patreon exclusive, just okay. just yeah. for the, the possibility of, of uh, a letter letter coming through my door. <laughs> 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 trying to, to possibly try and extort money out of us. Um, but yeah, so from that point onwards, you, you start watching... You've got your favourites every week. Uh, I remember that that profile picture thing. When I first had my Bebo, my first profile picture, Bebo, my first profile picture. Oh, yeah, I was a Bebo kid, yep. Was Melina. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, quite right. Best entrance in wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a picture that, that did me well in my youth. Um, so so you, got, you had your favourites then, and was it just the WWE you were all 
encompassed by or were you able to mainly it was mainly w, mainly wwe um but one thing that was accessible for me on uh tv because this is the stage that where i was starting to get access to things like sky one so i would get like the wwe experience with todd grisham yeah um but uh we couldn't afford like Sky Sports, so I wasn't able to get like Raw and SmackDown like full cuts. But the wrestling show that I could get every week in full was Impact, TNA Impact. Again, this is probably during, and Smash Nasher will love that I brought up TNA because he's a big TNA boy. I know a lot about him that he might doesn't want other people to know, like his shot for like doing wee dances and training because he's basically basically FCW's answer to Daniel Garcia at this point. Um, <laughs> he doesn't like doesn't like people knowing. But one thing he does love sharing is his, and he's probably mentioned it on the, the episode that you've done with him, is his big, he's a big TNA boy. And so was I back in the day, like probably like 2006, 2007, like Kurt Angle's just come in. AJ Styles is at his high-flying best. You've got Samoa Joe, who's like not been defeated for like two years, going on a tear. It was good times. It was good times. That was my like easy access was TNA, but I was still obviously trying to keep up with WWE at the time. That was, yeah, that was it, was, it, was, it was great being able to what to challenge or whatever channel it was, it was and it bravo was... it was bravo and then it was challenge ah right okay. yeah 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 um i'm, I'm I, i'll move out of my own at that point and i was just trying to catch what i could i remember challenge had it for for a bit and then yeah. hogan came in and ruined everything oh i ruined it yeah that was when i fell off tna i think as a lot of people did because it was like oh okay we're we are just going to late 90s wcw now we're just repeating this but the band were great eric young joining the <laughs> tna version of the nwo <laughs> Kevin Ash, X Pac, and Scott Hall when yeah. he could, when he when he when he could come there. Maximum pay, minimum effort. <laughs> that's that's the way that's the way you want it, isn't it? <laughs> that's that's life. That's that's. I mean, if if yeah. you spend your your life doing everything that you wanted to do, and you get paid just to stand in the background and go, "Hey, man, I've taken it. Yeah, cool. Pay me, pay me." Yeah. Um. So so TNA. You mentioned that era, so yeah, Angle, Joe, Christian Cage, Christian Cage, yeah, uh, uh, Daniels as well. It it was it was such a it was it was when it was properly the alternative, it, when it felt different. It had the X division and it was using it to its full capacity and it made sure that it was it was not counter programming. It was their own programming, and then yeah, Hogan came in and went, "No, we're going to counter program," and yeah, broke it. Broke but that's when alternative alternative wrestling to WWE's when it's that's it's best when it is totally different. You don't mm. want it to be the same because if it was the same, you would just watch WWE because it's a better version of that. Yeah. So why would yeah why would you watch TNA if it's not different? It's like AEW. AEW is my favorite company right now because it gives you something different. Because I thought WWE was stale for a long time, then AEW came around and I was like, oh my god, this is it reminded me of that kind of time in TNA. In the best possible way, it was like mm-hmm. an updated version of that. And now TNA is back, and TNA have Okada now, so it is like 2007 again. <laughs> yes, get that black mask on, boy. Get yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. I think it was this morning or last night. I saw that. And I was like, "Wow, TNA have got Okada in 2024. What is going on? What's going on?" No, the the word the, the funniest thing was they actually put out the the compilation of him being in TNA before. And I was like, I thought you'd want to keep that secret. Like yeah, you don't, don't want to put that back out, do you? Because that not like that was that like the thing that like ruined the relationship with New Japan as well. They were like, "What have you done with this guy? This guy is so. like we're we're going to build the, our company around him for the next fifteen years, and you're just like ruining him, <laughs> like, ruining his credibility." Dutchman tells <laughs> in the background, "Go, you know what film I saw recently? The Green Hornet." 
so what we're gonna do is <laughs> this, oh absolute nuts. Uh I don't know if there was Dutch Mantel, and he seems like a guy who would who would who would be, be pissy if I said that. So if it was you Dutch, that will your moustache is a thing. Anyway, uh Sam Elliott's is bare. So we're into that point then. TNA going to the part about with WWE. Is there any thoughts at this point that you're thinking, okay, I need to find out what's happening around about me? Uh, or or is it still just the worldwide wrestling that you're looking at? There's oh, no the thought, thought never, of a local the thought, scene. The thought never came across it local-wise because I was also obsessed with football. Well, I still am. I am still very much obsessed with football when I was a kid. So then it was all about just going to as many matches as I could or playing as much as I could over the weekend. So wrestling was the kind of thing that I just, it was, it was like the thing I just kind of did to relax. Just mm-hmm. as something different to just football, football, football. So there was never any like, I never really had that urge to go and seek out indie wrestling. I don't think, really think I knew it, I knew it was a thing either. But there, there also was never like a hunger to go and seek out and find it either. Mm-hmm. I remember going, the, the first show I went to was, it was a WWE show in uh, Aberdeen. Um, might have been the Aberdeen Evening News Arena maybe at the time, I can't remember. But I remember the main event was uh, John Cena, Triple H and Shawn Michaels versus Rated RKO and Dumaga. And, um, oh, that was the second night. Oh, I, was, you, you, I was at the oh, first you, night. There you go. What was the main, What was the show that day? I remember, I remember um, I think Carlito wrestled either GTG or Shad. can't remember which one. And I can remember... That's really only the two things I can remember from the show. I can remember them. I think the opener was Carlito wrestling one of Crime Time, and the main event was DX and Cena versus Raid RKO. Oh, that's, that's a weird combo. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, thousand, so it's 2006 then, because uh, I, I was at the other night of, of the mm-hmm. Aberdeen one, uh, whether it was the first or second. Uh, but it was the main event was Raid RKO versus DX, and we got mm-hmm. Cena uh, Umaga earlier. I think it was the first half of okay. Um Right, yeah. But no, that's, it was. Uh, Lance Cade and Trevor Murdoch against Crime Time is what I got uh, as the opener. So that's, that's such a, a, a weird mix to have Carlito versus one of them. Yeah. I think he was in a four-way with Shelton Benjamin, Jeff Hardy and John Morrison, maybe? Join Nitro at Sounds the time. Right. Sounds right, yeah. That's raw mid-card 2006. It was it was amazing. We got to see yeah. Rick Flair. Oh, great. Highlanders. Oh, Flair wasn't there when I... No, Highlanders were there. I remember making a Highlanders sign despite it not being on TV, but like, you know, you don't care when you're like 12, 15, <laughs> you just want to have a sign at a wrestling show, because that's what you do. Remember signs? Signs don't, aren't really much of a thing anymore. It's just everyone on their phones now. I just, just hold them up. You can't read them because light hits them and, and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And the spirit best squad. Sign ever, best sign ever was at All In. And the, you'll, I didn't see it on the day, but when I watched the show back, and I think I saw it the first time during Punk's entrance, because it was the first match. And it's when he would go on the, the apron and he would like do that pose and camera just pans out uh, it's just a guy with a sign saying for nan and i'm like a peep show reference <laughs> yes <laughs> for nan cm punk that's insane <laughs> uh i think uh, matthew from botchamania has built a whole uh whole whole sub sub genre yeah. of of weird references on on tv shows now i i bumped into matthew on the way out of that show just walking down the stairs and i sort of glanced to my right and i'm just like matthew and he's like well, how are you doing? And to quote the Cotaholic Wrestling Podcast, how are you doing, pal? How are you doing? And I was like, oh my god, it's Matthew Gregg. Oh my god. Like, so I didn't I didn't want to be the guy because I get a picture of it, can I get a picture? But I just wanted to be like kind of like nice. I didn't want to draw attention. I'm like, look, I love you. You're 
Um, obviously, my second favorite wrestling podcast after yourself, Billy. Um, no, no, I'm your like, fourth favorite. I, I've got no, the yeah, there. yeah, I did send you the Spotify wraps. <laughs> um, but I was like, oh my god, like, wow, like, you're great. Uh, we got downstairs though, and I uh said to Karen Douglas and Hunter Redwood from the the Dap Dub School who are trainees with me, so that's Matthew Gregg over there. Karen, same thing to me. Oh, Matthew, how nice to meet you. How you doing? Hunter, who had had a few a few beverages by this point, roars out, "Oh my god!" His mouth runs over and like gets him in a massive bear hug, like, picks him up and is, like spinning him right. And Matthew's got no idea, no idea what he's going to like have to say to like get him to put him down. You ever seen the longest yard? Well, it's uh, a great yes. wrestling film. He's Bob Sapp, is he? When Chris Rock gets picked up and like spun around by Spatak, that was what it was like. <laughs> if he'd said like down, down Shrek down, or <laughs> I wouldn't have believed him at all. But yeah, Hunter was a bit excited. <laughs> and he, and he was he had a couple of drinks. Jesus Christ, has Hunter where Redwood got a bit of got a bit of uh, you know money on him at this point? Is he? Yeah. Uh, those leaves. Oh, are... well, I mean, Hunter he just... Redwood, he's made of money. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He just kept getting the rounds, and we're like, yep, that's fine. I'll get the rounds in later when they're not in Wembley. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get them in a weather spoons. Thank you very much. We'll just wait. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't give that. I wouldn't give that guy. I wouldn't give that guy money. He he hates he hates. Uh, Sort of workers that want to work for a decent wage, but I'm not getting into that. I'm not getting into my hatred for Weatherspoons. This is not a political podcast, no, that's fine. Polit- <laughs> <laughs> except wrestling politics. We'll talk about that instead. Oh yeah. Um, so from that point onwards, I so you weren't aware of of, of like the independent scene or British no. wrestling in general. You may have possibly somehow, if you did see the wrestling channel, may have seen an FWA or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that was about it. Um, so how did you find out about? UK wrestling? Uh, ICW was my first exposure. Um, pro- well, we've been probably about 10, 11, 12 years ago now. Um, I would start seeing adverts for it. And I think obviously the, the BBC documentaries and that helped. That would have been that's 10 years ago now. Where's that time gone? God. That's, I, see that? That's that's what 10 years feels like, Billy. That realisation there. I, know, 10 I, years had, I had here when the ICW uh, Fight Club documentary came out. That's... Um, I, and it was like Grado Mania was starting to become a thing. Uh, he was all in. I'm just going to talk about all in. That was amazing. We could have gone home straight after that. It was great. <laughs> I didn't even pay for I didn't even watch all in. I, I just watched the pre show, hoping to see Grado when I saw him. Oh, fair enough. Satisfied. Check. I don't need to give him my money. Yeah. I don't, you, can, you don't need my money I, 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 all in. That's fine. I've, I've seen the bit I want to see. So. Yeah. Nice. Anyway. But for, yeah, first exposure to British wrestling was ICW. Um, started seeing uh, that they were running shows in Dundee every now and again back when they were essentially weren't too big almost to run Dundee. Uh, they did a few shows in Fat Sam, so I remember seeing like uh, guys like uh, Big Demo who I've now like he's had a hand in training me in a seminar. That's pretty mental. Uh, I've uh, saw guys like Dicky Divers who has now chucked me out of a rumble match and uh, bottled a podcast with me. So that's quite strange. Um, I, and I saw guys like Noam Dahl, who's now like one of the best things in NXT. So many, Joe Hendry, like, like so many, Jack Jester just won the title last night again. I think at Fear and Loathing. I've not had a chance to watch it yet, but I will. Like, um, and then you start to find out guys who've been on those shows. Like, oh my God, like Finn Balor was in ICW. Like, and then Drew McIntyre, who was like in this, his first round WWE at the time. Oh my god, he used to be in ICW. And you just you're finding out these bits and bobs then makes you watch other things, makes you watch other things. Then it's like, oh my god, wrestling is this massive thing. I've only seen this little bit of it. Albeit the biggest 
part of it in terms of like the biggest company but then you just find out all these little things that you can go off and watch and you're like oh it's just so cool it's even bigger and better than i thought it was wrestling so because well I, I came into the into the scene at uh 2012 and it was perth was my first show and then and, and yeah from there it was icw because you, mm-hmm. you go online type into youtube scottish wrestling and it was always it was uh that insane in the membrane show because yeah. it was the one they had and you got to see a lot of guys one that, that struck me was wolfgang because he was just mm. so big in comparison to everyone else and look at him now he's an nxt former tag team champion and yeah. uh, boys on top and drinks in man's, man's pubs only <laughs> just man's pubs that's man's it pubs. man's pubs um, <laughs> and all around just really nice guy because he, he was at a rock and wrestle show and my mate had, had dragged him along because he wanted to see what the fuss was about about going to these shows and uh wolfgang was on nxt uk at the time so he wanted to go see see wolfgang and uh, it, it's the only few, one few times I've used my own kind of pool in, in wrestling where we left and I saw that Wolfgang just come out and start taking down the ring. And I just went to the guy that was that was talking about going, can you let my mate in just to go meet Wolfgang? And yeah. uh, Wolfgang was just very nice. It was just... That's a guess. That's, that's good. That's always the best way. Uh, I'm glad because Wolfgang's class. Love Wolfgang. Him, very humble. Yeah. I was, him joining NAK was one of my favourite moments of watching ICW when he was like throwing up his, his W and he just went like that. I was like, oh my God. Like, I'd loved Wolfgang. And I loved the NAK as well. I just loved that they just like just barred everyone. And like, there was, I remember, remember Iron Jew was a thing for a while with mm-hmm. Cabana and um, Grado. And I, I did think it was quite funny that they had that whole amazing moment at the fringe where Iron Jew won the belts. But then it was like, Oh wait, Coco Pan's gonna have to go home. So actually, at the next show, which things like a week later, just like that sneaky, horrible NAK winning the belts back ruined everyone's fun. <laughs> it was it was such a, a busy time as well, and I think a lot of people like yourself. That's that's why a lot of people got into the into the squash wrestling scene. Yeah. A lot has changed since then, for yeah. better or for worse, uh, for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think twenty twenty four is really going to be a an interesting year for ICW, especially their the fight clubs over. They're now going to it's a series like limited events, so I don't know if they're going to maybe get that buzz back that they had yeah. uh, pre-pandemic. But uh, just it just makes it more more exciting for me, I suppose, because I've got to try and find results for these. And if it's on fight every every month, ace, I don't have to go chasing for results. I've just got to find someone who's watched it because uh, I never have the time for these things. It seems so. That's that's makes my life easier so keep doing the iw you you keep putting out shows on fight tv live and i don't have to chase for spoiler results <laughs> ace um okay so you're you're in icw you've found you've started finding out more about other promotions elsewhere which ones were were ones you kind of traveled to or was, was ones that you kind of picked up on first well again traveling to shows wasn't the thing that i would do i would try and find uh, I mean, I didn't really start going to shows in Scotland until a couple of years ago. Um, and I would get to like the odd, say, Hydro show for WWE. But it was, I would find things online, like I would look up, Ring of Honor was a thing that I would try and get and watch as much as I can. I would still dip in and out of TNA, basically just to check if Hogan was still there or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, obviously, when NXT became a thing, when it went down to full sale, that became like my favorite company. Um, again, talk about like, the, the glory years of ICW, maybe a couple of years before that. You probably on from that, you had like the glory years of NXT where it was like Finn Balor's first run. You had Sami Zayn's rise to the championship and then Kevin Owens just dominating for a few months. 
you had amazing tag teams like uh, well, Enzo and Cass, which I still can't believe they never won the championships in NXT. Then you had um, the Revival at the time. American Alpha, I loved American Alpha. I thought they were fantastic. It's such a shame that Jason Jordan's career had to get cut short when it did. Um, again, it's just one of those like Asuka, Asuka Bailey, Four Horsewomen. It was an amazing time. But NXT was my company for a long time. I just I'd I'd watch, make sure I'd watch that every week, and then just kind of skim through on SmackDown for the bits I like. But NXT was like amazing viewing, and then. And again, you had, like I said, you had Ring of Honor. That's when I started to get introduced to people at the Young Bucks. Um, yeah, I was just, it was like, it was like most like a, a tapas of wrestling. I would just kind of take bits from every promotion that I liked and just make sure I watched that. And if it was stuff I wasn't interested in, I would just kind of skim over it. Because you know, it's why would you want to watch stuff that you weren't really that uh, into if you could just kind of pick and choose what you like or what you think at least you're going to like. If I see a match that grabs my attention on a show, I'll try and make sure I watch it. And if the rest of the show is a bit meh, I'll just probably skim through it and then, or even just not bother with it at all. Unless, so you, paid, unless you paid fifty dollars for it, exactly. Yeah, you're just, you're just happy that you got to watch the wrestling. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the way it should be. It should yeah. be with all these internet nerds uh, going on about uh, oh, I watched Raw, it was awful. Well, you said yeah. that last week. Why are you still watching yeah. it this week? Just like, yeah. you know. You're making it harder for yourself. Exactly. Don't do it to yourself. Exactly. Watch the stuff that you'll watch the stuff that you'll like, and just don't put crap memes on the internet about demographic stats and like uh, TV viewerships. Because I mean, who watches wrestling live now, really? Especially in this country, because mm -hmm. like you you don't need to. So does it really matter what rating like Raw or SmackDown or Dynamite did in this demo and all that. Because, like, people might not watch it for, like, three or four days when they have time because life is quite busy mm -hmm. and other things get in the way. Um, and, I mean, or, 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 or post or posting posting photos of hard cam sections. It's like, <laughs> is that is that power now? Is this what we're doing? <laughs> it's like, it's like, um, but it, it's like the CM Punk thing we, we mentioned there. It's like, I don't know what I, I never paid any attention to ratings or buy rates or any of that kind of nonsense, but I don't need to, it's not part of what I need to, to worry about when I'm watching wrestling. But oh. uh, CM Punk coming back had what 71 million uh, social media impressions, and I think that's go. probably a bit more important than the uh 2.5 rating on USA or whatever. Like yeah. the, the exposure to the company, I don't want to use the word exposure uh, too much because it, it's got a negative connotation to Scottish wrestling, but um, the exposure is more important in that respect than a, a rating, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, so we'll we'll get back onto your wrestling journey. Okay. So we mentioned what you've watched, what you've enjoyed, what you kept what kept watching. Um so how did Keith well Keith Ness come into the, the equation here? So I don't know if it was when it was still Keith Ness Championship uh, Keith Ness Pro Wrestling mm -hmm. or Combat League. When did that kinda become a So a it was combat it was Combat League for me. I mentioned it on uh the FCW podcast, if you've listened to that. So I'll try and not go into it too much, because if you want the full thought thing, you can go listen to that episode. There we go. There you go. Cheap plug. <laughs> um, but um, basically, my, my best friend, uh, a man by the name of Albion De Quincey, got into training up there uh, in Thurso. For, it was Combat League when he got into it. Uh, so they'd moved into that Combat League wrestling name. Um, he moved up there about five, six, seven, eight years ago now. Um, so we met at university in Dundee, and he got a job up in Thurso. And like me, big wrestling fan. One of the things we bond over football and wrestling. We we're like we we're like two peas in the pod. We we're like separated. Birth it's crazy. Um, just and yeah, Albion's a good guy. You should get him on one day. 
I've tried to I've tried to get him to contact you before, but he has kind of taken a bit of a sabbatical from wrestling now. He's got his reasons for it. But hopefully, you never say never. If, like I said, if CM Punk can come back and Okada can go to TNA again, then there's no reason why Halpian might pop his head up above the parapet. That's, the, that's, the, the, that's the third. That's, that's the Holy Trinity, right? The Holy it. Trinity is CM Punk, Okada, and Albion De Quincey. <laughs> but yeah, Albion got into um, into training up there, and he got on what is a very exclusive roster because they've had a bit of trouble the last couple of years with like injuries and um, illness and stuff, and they've had to get substitutes. But the whole concept of Combat League that there's only twelve wrestlers every year. It's four houses of three wrestlers. Um, they have a championship, but the championship's not as important as is essentially every match is equally as important because you're fighting for the house points. And at the end of the season, the house for the most points wins. It's a very unique concept to wrestling. I quite like it. So I started going up to shows uh, to watch uh, Albion because he's my best friend. I'm going to support him. And I thought, I'm probably going to go up. I'll watch some wrestling, but I'll only really be bothered about Albion's match. But I just absolutely fell in love with Combat League because there was amazing talent up there. Um, local guys like Albion, you've got guys like RJ Cash, you've got guys like um, Lad Chapman and uh, Connor Rose, who I believe you've had on the podcast in the past. I have, Cause yep. I, yeah, because I've you, you definitely have because I listened to their episodes. They're, <laughs> uh, they're two again. They're two really good guys. Um, RJ Cash, I think, is a fantastic wrestler. He's another local guy up there as well. And then you've got more um, sort of imported people they've had up in the past. You've got like Logan Smith, who was on obviously ICW's Fear and Loathing show last night, um, as part of the Tag Team Champions. Uh, Lucia Diaz goes up there. And then Brody Adler, who of course we've got in FCW, and um, was up there for Combat League. And that was my first introduction to her. And uh, who, else is, who else has been up there that I now know? Darren J. Blair as well. Uh, just forget the season you were on uh, the season that well the first one anyway uh, yeah that was 2022 oh Taylor Vite I really really wanted to like Taylor Vite but he just because I thought he was very captivating as a guy and he just kept stabbing my best friend in the back and now I can't wait until I get in the ring with him and tell him what I think of him because he's a prick (laughs) get your IT uh, IT crowd uh, quotes ready I've got a lot of uh, I've got a lot of uh, ammunition I'm going to unload in some promotional content one day if I get a chance to get in the ring with them you're going to toss them away like yesterday's jam and all that yes yes yes. you're a man of culture like myself with (laughs) IT crowd references (laughs) my wife doesn't like my wife doesn't like the IT crowd but I just tell her that she's wrong there's no debate my wife's never watched it she doesn't like she doesn't particularly like Stuff with laugh tracks. I think the only exception to that rule is used to be how about your mother and friends. That's it. That seems to be the only exceptions to the rule. Um, you know, what? I've I've never known that it had a laughter track until you mentioned that to me. But that's a sign of a good TV show because mm-hmm. that means you're probably laughing along with it and not bored. But um, I remember not when I came to, down to, to when I came down to Ardler Mania and ADM was on the show and I was speaking to him very briefly beforehand and and it was just I think one of the first things he said to me it was we just walked past going mysterious i was going for ruddy mysterious and then walk away i was like i love you adm you're terrifying <laughs> during the show but other than that you're, you're it's just uh, uh more it crowd references we briefly floated the idea and it never came to anything was doing an it crowd podcast with uh taylor white grant mcciver mm-hmm. and uh adm and it was called a dream in six million pounds 
But also, just... the, the, the manifesto are all in the IT crisis. There's, there's like a gimmick change that we now need. <laughs> That's it. Just have a, an ADM come out in the next show. Last Fight Club, why not? And just go, Father! <laughs> <laughs> I think Taylor would definitely be the Richard Iwadi. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grant could be Jen. Um, just stick a wink on him. All good. All work. Still, do, still doing the IT. <laughs> 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 Ruby Richmond. Anyway, right, no, we're getting yeah. we're, we're moving off topic now. Let's let's get back to this some wrestling. So Combat League gets the Albion. That's a that's a fair trek just to go see some wrestling. So it must have been Well, I would go and see him anyway. Shows. I, would oh, go, right. I, would, I would go and see him anyway, but this now became an excuse to go more often because they were doing a show every two months. So I would normally go up like two or three times a year and he would come down to Dundee two or three times a year. Whereas this was now an excuse to go and see him like six times a year in Thurso, and then he could still come down and see me. So it was an excuse for us to see each other more and wrestling. So, you know, what a combination. So, was seeing that local scene for Combat League and, and what have you, was that, did that kind of maybe jog something into your mind thinking, okay, right, yeah. I want to try and do this now as well? Absolutely. Because then I remember when I was talking to him about, like, oh, how's training been? How's it been doing this? And he thought, oh, mate, it's amazing. Like, you need to try and find something around about your area. And I remember we were watching, just scrolling through YouTube one night before one of his shows. And we found FCW Empire on YouTube. And um, I was, I think, the I can't remember who he was wrestling uh, at the time. The first match we clicked on was in Ian Ambrose match because I'd heard the name Ian Ambrose before. I'd probably seen him on posters around Dundee before, but I'd never, I knew, oh, I've, I know that name. And um, he was wrestling in a wedding dress. And I was like, oh, this is that Ian Ambrose guy that I've heard about before. This is a bit strange. <laughs> um, I can't remember who he was wrestling, but he was wrestling in a wedding dress. But, but now that I know Ian, I'm like, yes, this is very Ian Ambrose. I, I would not have been surprised if I'd known who he was to have seen him coming out in a skull mask and a wedding dress. <laughs> um. The first match that really piqued my interest in FCW though was a fatal four-way match. It was for the it was a number one contendership actually. Um, it was Spike Tierney, Sebastian Asher, uh, Duke Cannon, who of course is I now do a podcast with. This is very cool. And uh, at the time, Titanium Tom Atlas, before he went all sort of green and emo and more scouse than he was before, uh, as part of the Neo Power thing. Um, and they had a banger of a fatal four-way match, and. And I thought, I've, I need to get in. And I saw the advert for the training school as well. And I was like, right, I now know that this is like in Tayside. This is on my doorstep. Um, if Albion can do it, then why why can I not have a shot at this myself? And yeah. see if I can do it. So, yeah, that was like, it was. I remember seeing Ian. I remember seeing uh, the four lads uh, in the fatal four-way. And I thought, right, I've got to give this a go. So, would you, would you, I don't know if that's, if that's good or bad for Albion. If he can do it, I could probably do it. It'd be fine. <laughs> to worry about. Um, but did you always kind of have a? When you saw that, did you always have, did you have a gimmick in your head straight away? Were you like, right, okay, I'm gonna. This is what I'll do the training. We'll get through it. That's fine. But I've already got the ideas of what my character is going to be. Or did you take it a more logical approach of I want to try and train first, then character later? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to get ahead of myself. I didn't want to be the guy that shows up to wrestling training on the first day and be like, right, lads. So like, I've I've booked my. I've booked my myself on shows for the next two years, and this is how my character arc is going to go, and it's going to end with me winning the SCW Heavyweight Championship. I was like, right, let's just see if I can remember how to do a, a forward roll. Turns out I didn't. 
it took me a while to master it. <laughs> Let's see if I can do basic training without totally killing myself. Um, as you can imagine, at the start, it was like horrible. I weighed a lot more than I do now. Well, that's what another good thing about wrestling training as well. It helps you drop a hell of a lot of weight. Um, something that uh, Tom Atlas has helped me with. Again, until he turned green and sort of a simp for you and G Mackey. That kind of went by the wayside. But, you know, he did help me get started. So thank you, Tom. Um, begrudgingly. Uh, he, I, I had my first ever match with Tom. It was on a gala show last summer. And I battered him. I battered him. And out of nowhere, he just hit me with that knee and, like, basically sparked me out. So I've got a bit of bitterness towards Tom. I need to run this back in the future. Once Maybe once he's figured out what he wants to do with you and because I don't know if you saw on Friday, but they had their sort of strained relationships been showing a few more cracks. So I've been hearing, I've been hearing it's getting yeah. a bit weird. But every time you mentioned Tom, so the only thing I've got in my mind is, did you hear him scream at Ardler Mania when he got thrown through the back by a yeah. uh, Slack Dynamite? Oh, yeah. it was beautiful. It still, it still goes in my head. It's just, ah! it was just, it was just, it was like a racing car going past the F one. It was just, oh, beautiful. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so, um, sorry, I've lost my train of thought there. Yeah, so I didn't have an idea about what I want to be like. I mean, Patrick is me and I am Patrick, you know. Like they say that about wrestling as well. Sometimes it's better just to sort of turn yourself up a wee bit more. Um, I've been dubbed essentially wrestling Liam Gallagher. Yeah, that's, that's pretty accurate. Big Oasis fan. I wear a lot of Paisley and bucket hats and stuff like that. Um, I just try to be me, Billy, because... Mm-hmm. That's who I am. Easiest way, isn't it? Yeah. Especially if you start out, it's 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 probably more mind to try and make sure you're doing matches safely yeah. and in some sort of of uh, smooth entertainment, and then the the character bit can maybe come afterwards once you've got the first two bits sorted uh, as well. I imagine yeah. someone who's never done it, I've just watched it for long enough to to think I know a little mm. bit more. Um, so. If, did you, you never did e fedding? No, that was that wasn't in your your uh, past on Bebo. E fedding. Well, would that e- be like f- fantasy booking or is that what's that? Oh God, now I feel old. I'm here, here, no, no, this is good. Right. I'm learning. I'm learning things. I like E-fed, it. E fedding was when you 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 were a character, mm-hmm. and it was like role play kind of thing. And you said in your promo, and then the winning promo wins the match. Oh, okay. Uh, and it sometimes went really well. But if, if you see the other person's promo and you go, well, my promo was better, then it starts causing rifts in real life. And uh, it's it's it was it was quite a scene uh, for, I, I don't know, way longer than it should have been at my age. Uh, but no, every, <laughs> every, week, every week I put in my promo and I would either win or lose, win titles or, or lose them. I would always be pissed off, of course, if you lose the title because, you know, well, that's just... The... Losing's not fun. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. much better. Especially when you lose it to people that have, have used wrestler names, you know, like Homicide Hernandez. You go, no, no, I took the time. I've, yeah. I mean, I've picked a terrible name. It's the Bean. And I didn't find out until later <laughs> it was a terrible name. But still, I took the effort and I made, <laughs> and I made a character here, you pricks. And you just went for... Anyway, I'm still this better is, about it. This is when you find out that Homicide was actually in that chat. And it was just <laughs> he was cutting promos on you. <laughs> One day we're going to do this. One day we're going to do this and the guest's going to go, Oh yeah, I did you see Fed. I think my name was Hernandez. Like you, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was uh introduction to wrestling for 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 e fedding. It's I am sure it still goes on now because you see the people online do like 2K23 
e-feds kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's the same kind of thing, I'm sure. But yeah, it was it was an interesting time. I'm absolutely positive there'll be someone. Duke seems like an e-fedder. Yeah. If he hadn't e-fedded, I would be shocked. If he um, doesn't, you'll definitely know what it is. I reckon. Ju- yeah, I reckon uh, Duke will. You'll probably got a stockpile of like wrestling fan fiction somewhere as well. I remember somebody showing me. I think it was like uh, Tumblr Shield fan fiction. And it was just about them all having sort of adult cuddles with each other, and I'm like, "Oh, this is oh yeah." Even by Tumblr standards, this is this is strange. <laughs> oh no, I don't. It's, I, I, uh, as long as it's not hurting anyone, I suppose. Nah. I mean, it's, as long as not to read it, I suppose as well, so it doesn't <laughs> hurt me. Um, right. <laughs> so, uh, Dundee Academy of Pro Wrestling. Yes, I've heard it being called Dap Dub. You've called it Dap Dub. Dub. Dap Dub. I'll be honest. I'm in the camp of I don't like that, but you know, I'm not going, so it's it's not my problem. Why not? We've got a show on January 27th, Billy. It's only a fiver. Oh no, I meant just the name Dap Dub. All oh, right, no, in general. I just meant not going to the shows. You know, oh, I've no. definitely got the shows. I need to get to more shows. It's uh, it's a hard life uh, having a child and having yeah. a, a mortgage. Um, I'm trying to go to what I can, but I'm glad I got to at least one. FCW yeah. show, uh, oh, last year I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, a very hollowed ground for my wrestling uh time, um, which we we may find out in the future. We may, if if we ever jump on an FCW podcast, whatever my my history of of wrestling in Dundee. The invite um, is there, Billy. The invite is there. As brief and unexciting as it is, until I start drinking, and it gets a bit more exciting, but probably a bit more <laughs> libelous. Uh, so, so from that point then. You've started trading, and you got your bucket hat. You got mm-hmm. the the Paisley, your uh, what have you? How long was it before you were, you were starting to get on the show, or, or at least get your first match? That King of the right. Class so, so I started training in October twenty twenty two, just after I got married, because the the deal with the wife was, can you just wait until we get married first? because you'll end up starting training and you'll like have a serious injury and you'll break your nose or something. And she didn't want that in the wedding photos. And I was like, you know what? That's fair. Let's start the marriage off on the right foot. (laughs) Because the worst kind of heat in the world is wife heat. And you don't want that. So um, yeah, I started in October and my first match was, it was a Dap Dub Trainee Battle Royal on Nay Mercy, which was a show we did again at Ardler. It was last, I think it was April 1st, April 1st in 2020. Uh, three, uh, I got in Holden's face and he smacked me in the face, and I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, I am now in the club now. I'm officially in a wrestling match because this big, big behemoth of a man in Holden smacked me in the face, and I gave as good as I got." Uh, Karen Douglas ended up uh, chucking me out, so thanks, Karen. Uh, we've come quite close since then, but he doesn't let me for he doesn't let me forget that he eliminated me from our first match, but you know. You know, it's, it's whatever. Um, I'm not better. Not at all. <laughs> uh, no. Um, after uh, a few more months is when we got into like the gala season. I had a couple of matches on there. Uh, like I said, I wrestled Tom Atlas and Errol on a show. Again, I was doing really well until I turned around and he kneed me in the face. And I woke up about maybe about 20 seconds later and I'm like, oh, oh, what happened? Because... Say a lot about Tom, but he does have a pretty solid knee. Um, remember, we did a show in Methin maybe about a month later, and 
I teamed up with Jay Robin for the first time. We've had a couple of training matches uh, since then. We have like a we have like a, a sort of a monthly thing in Dap Dub where we're we're having matches with each other to get guys more experience. I've tagged with Jay a few times. The Polish Hammers we've dubbed ourselves. Great tag team name because like me, he's got a Polish background. Um, I wrestled you and G Mackey and Grum in that match. That didn't end well for me. Solomon Grum picked me up like a, I was nothing and planted me with a big choke slam or goozled as they say. Because you know SmackDown, Taz, I was the best. Um, but yeah, um, so that was my experience of like, oh, I had a, we had a Rumble that day as well to try and qualify for the main event. And again, I was doing really well in that until Brody Adler decided to just manhandle me and chuck me out of the ring. But the, the success I did have was on the the Dap Dub show that we had, where I won this amazing crown. Look at this, just conveniently have it here. There you go. Look at that. That's worth a lot of money. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we had a King of the Class uh, Battle Royal with all the trainees and I ended up uh, eliminating them. Yeah, it was John Kerrigan I chucked out last at Queen's and that was my, that was my first taste of success in wrestling. Um, and I'm defending that crown on January 27th. Um, and uh, as well, you'll have not heard this yet because, you know, timelines, but um, I've uh, put out in my royal proclamation, uh, I've done an alternative Christmas speech, Billy. Oh, um, wonderful! Because you know, because King Paddy is better than King Charles. Although, not to get political as well. Oh, no, but, yeah, yeah, no, no. <laughs> but I don't remember. I don't remember King Charles winning a battle royal to win his crown. And you I know, did. It should so. have been a bit. I bet, uh, bit Harry yeah. would have had a good go. He would have been run out <laughs> at the end, hide under the ring, throw, throw out at the end. The Windsor Battle Royal. That would, that should have been the thing, right? Right. <laughs> um. But yeah, so uh, we're we're turning up a notch for the next show. It's not going to be a King of the Class. Uh, Battle Royal, it's going to be a Rumble match. And I'm choosing, I'm, I wanted this, I wanted to turn it up. Let's let's use my reign for some good. Let's make things bigger and better. So I said to Commissioner Williams, this is no, we're not doing a Battle Royal again. I want to win a Rumble. And um, so that's what we're doing in January. I'm also going to be in the, the tournament to crown the first Dab Dub champion in January. Um, so yeah, that's what I've got to look forward to, the, look forward to in the future. And the last match I had, actually, I just remembered, I did make my proper SCW debut in the Fair City Rumble, which was, again, just amazing to, like, it was a, almost a year to the day that I'd started training. So to have gone from there to have been on, like, a pre-show match at Name Mercy, to wrestle in Ardler, like, obviously I hadn't really known about the history of wrestling in Dundee and, like, how that was, like, the, the Madison Square Garden, if you want to call it that. That was the big venue. So to wrestle for FCW there on a pre-show, that was very cool and a debut match to get some experience wrestling in front of a crowd on SCW Galas and to wrestle on the Dab Dub show, again, amazing. But then to get like the chance to wrestle on a full-blooded SCW show in the Empire Zone, as we've now dubbed it, the Telic Institution, um, that was, couldn't have had a better rookie year, if you want to call it that. So it's been a, it's been a blast, Billy. And so hopefully, hopefully 2024 will continue that and it will we'll get bigger and better as we go. Well, you blasted through my notes here for matches. So sorry, that's, sorry about that. Right. Done your job for you. That's not, exactly. <laughs> I, was, I was like, right, okay. Well, once you once you stop, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the yeah. first city rumble, and, it's, and you've you've done it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, when you made your debut, though, did you feel like you were prepared enough for it? Was there any any nerves, or you thought maybe oh, maybe I could have, have done another month of training, a couple more forward rolls, and I'll be ready. <laughs> Uh, Nitro Green showed me how to do forward rolls, so shout out to Nitro Green. Turns out I find it a lot easier rolling on my fists rather than just on my hands. So like thank you, gorilla. Nitro Green. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, big Polish gorilla. 
<laughs> um, I felt I felt definitely ready for a rumble. I was like itching to get in, but that doesn't stop you like bricking it before because. But nerves is a. I remember Albion said this to me before he he had his first match. He was tagging with Taylor up in uh, Thurzo. He was wrestling Connor Rose and he was wrestling Glendon Barr, who I had the pleasure of meeting that day. He turned up at the Rumble. Um, was, oh my God! Like hi, like and it was funny because it was like oh I've I've been like watching you in Combat League for the past couple of years. He's like oh yeah I know like I know you you're Albion's mate because obviously Albion's told him about me. It's like, oh, Clint Dunbar knows who I am. That's <laughs> quite cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, and one thing Albion told me before their match was, um, uh, Glenn had said to him, like, are you nervous? And Albion goes, oh, yeah. I'm like, bricking it. And Glenn's like, no, good. That's a good thing. Because like, it means you care. So I, I, I totally get that way of thinking. It means you care. You want to go out and do a, a good job. You want to go and um, put on a good show for the fans. And obviously... Not make a tit of yourself, and hopefully that you do a good job in the ring. <laughs> so yeah, I was bricking it, but I was I, I was quite happy with what I did. I gave a big bloody Polish hammer to Caleb Valhalla and sat him down. And I was like, oh, what have I got in these hands? <laughs> I can like slay the mighty Viking for a brief a brief moment. Um, but yeah, it was a blast. Even though I was in there for a cup of coffee and I was Dicky Divers cowardly slid in and chucked me out. Okay, uh, I love that everyone has the same story about Glendon Bar for the first time. It's always that. It's it's him coming up going, are you nervous? Yeah, good. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be yeah. the same story everyone has. Yeah, I've not had the pleasure of wrestling him yet, but I know that that's his thing now, obviously for Albion. And I thought, oh, yeah, it's, it's a good... I think he quite likes... Um, he, quite, he quite likes wrestling people in their first match. Um, from what I think that's the kind of the things I've heard about him. And he's he's kind of like showing you the ropes, basically. Because I know he, he was a coach down at Source, wasn't he? Like Source was his thing. Um... Are they, are they part of Girders now? I think I can't actually remember. Uh, no, it's um, GPWA. GPWA, yeah, yeah. Um, so no doubt he'll be doing his thing down there as well now. So, yeah, I got heard nothing but good things about Glenn. So it was nice to meet him, meet him in, in person as well. So as we've blasted through your your wrestling career so far, and uh, we've got your show coming up um, at, at the end of the end of the month when this gets mm -hmm. released, uh, we'll we'll jump into some questions then. Um, actually, before we nice. do that, I want to talk about your podcast career. Yes. So. So people may not be aware that Fair State Wrestling Podcast isn't your only or wasn't your only podcast endeavor. Uh, the way we were introduced initially was through, was I think it was maybe you said to me results from Combat League. Yeah. But you'd also done reviews or chatting yeah. Combat League wrestling. <laughs> recorded on like a potato in my kitchen. <laughs> on the perfectly balanced podcast, which yes. if, you, if you're saying it's done on a potato is wonderfully ironic as the name. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Perfectly Balanced podcast. So what would you say to to try some podcasting? Um, so the Perfect Balance started uh, with my friend Mark. Um, it was just after the pandemic, like things had started to, well, not after the pandemic, because that's quite Apache. When, when's the end? It's like defining the attitude you were, when did it begin and end? Um, but like when things were starting to open up again, you're allowed to go to live events. I thought, right, Um let's kind of document this time because we'd gone for like a whole year of or year and a half or however long it was of not being able to do anything. And at the time in my life then football was still like the kind of live activity thing that I would go and watch. So I wanted to go and kind of document that time of going back to football again with like my dad and my friends. Cause I thought it would be something cool to look back on in a few years time. And um, that was kind of the vlog side of things, but we'd also wanted to try the podcast 
because uh, me and Mark just spoke absolute rubbish about football all the time. So why not just do it for a podcast and see if anyone bothers listening? They, they didn't really, but we still had fun. <laughs> and, uh, the first episode we ever did, it was when Scotland had just qualified for Euro 2020. And it was like announcing, if we were the manager, this is what squad we would pick. Because if you're into football, you care and you will actually listen to two complete Daft days just saying, I would pick this player. No, I would pick this player. This is why. And I always wanted to do it. I'd always be the fan of podcasts. Um, first podcast I properly got into was True Geordie's podcast. Um, uh, I, I really liked the long form contentness of it as well. I didn't just really like sort of like quick fire 10, 20 minute interviews. I like kind of sitting down and listening and getting into somebody's head for an hour and a half or whatever it is and finding out how, how they tick, what they've done where the story is, etc. Similarly, obviously, to what you do, going on a journey with people, and then you really find out find out more about them rather than just like a quick five, ten minute interview. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we just thought, yeah, let's why not let's have a go? And I thought, well, I'm going up to see Albion. Why not get him on as well? <laughs> and yeah, just kind of, I was just winging it, absolutely winging it, just, just doing what I felt like. Same, honestly, same here. Um, it's what this is. This is episode. This goes out over two hundred and forty-two. And you saw me struggle to try and find the record button on Zoom. <laughs> this, this is this is the level that we've got going on here. I yeah. don't still don't know what I'm doing. The only uh, the only good thing is I've, I've got like a my PC is was my actual work PC. That's that's about all that I've got professionalism. This is this is a Christmas present. Yeah. I've, I've I've put very little into my own podcast here, so um, I'm glad that yourself and people have actually listened to it. Um, yeah. And when it comes to like doing the long form stuff, I think it's mainly I, I've ended up doing long form stuff because I'm incredibly awkward and I don't know how to finish up podcasts. So I just keep them going until I realize, oh no, we've run out of things to speak about. <laughs> wrap up now. And uh, just, and, and we'll, we'll have, we'll hit that probably soon because we're about an hour in now. So that now is the time where I think, right, is it too long? And they, they get, no, bored? it's not. Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's go longer than you and G Mackey's FW podcast. He did like two hours and 15 minutes, but like, come on, we're not even halfway yet. Oh, I mean, I, I did the, the Christmas party episode that came out. It was two hours 20. I was like, oh my yeah, that's God, great. how have we talked about this for two, for two hours? Um, so talk about FCW podcasting, because the initial debut, uh, the inaugural pilot episode you weren't involved with, it was it no. was Duke and Nathan North. Um, I can't remember if Duke had talked to me, but I, I definitely spoke to Duke about it. I wanted more I wanted more focused content on the on the network. Um, I thought you could be a good fit anyway for mm. hosting a podcast, yeah. and then he ran with it, and here we are. So how did how did you end up getting involved with that? So Duke approached me one night at training, and uh, I think like you, he'd heard that I'd done the Perfect Balance before. That was so I'd done a podcast. I'd had some podcasting experience. Uh, Perfect Balance has kind of died now, sadly, because Mark's moved away and he's had a family. So you know, how dare he? I know, right? Selfish. <laughs> but yeah, so just... Um, but I think it, it came to like a natural end anyway because it was more of like... We're kind of back now of going and doing things. It's not like... we. I, I'd had it in head. I wanted to do it for a while to see how it went. And I'd done like a season and a half of like the football content. I thought, right, okay. Mark's moved away. This is just kind of a natural end to it anyway. So, but Duke had known that I'd had that experience. So I kind of knew what I was doing. Like he knew at least I could say talk on camera for a while mm-hmm. and have it... Or on, or on a microphone, because it's just an audio podcast we do. But he knew I'd be fine with it. And he spent enough time with me to know that I'd just, like, blether and absolute rubbish for 
as long as as long as uh, a podcast lasts. So I was very happy that he came and asked me to do it. Um, kind of glad that he did now, and it wasn't himself and Nathan North that were doing it because uh, they're they're having their issues to say the least. Uh, uh, yes, uh, of course. <laughs> Duke, uh, as we're recording this, we're only a few days out from Duke turning on Nathan. Uh, I don't want to speak for Duke. I've not had a chance to speak to him myself yet. Um, but I think he has his reasons. But again, I don't want to say for him. I did kind of think he was being a bit strange during the last episode with with Jay, Jay Robin, the way he was kind of speaking about the match. If you listen to the podcast, especially when I have hindsight, you'll probably know what I mean. But I didn't want to like, obviously, sort of poke at it because he's been a bit raw ever since he lost the titles anyway. But I think in the back of my head, I think Duke has his reasons for what he's done. I don't agree with him, personally. I think they could have probably dealt with it in a much more mature way. But we'll just need to wait and see. It was funny when it happened, when I, when I got the results through, um, I, found them, I think uh, one of the usual content folk on Twitter put them up. And uh, first, my selfish first thought was, oh shit, is the podcast still going to happen then? Am I still getting, yeah. am I still getting content? And I oh, thought, maybe not ask. <laughs> no, <point>. well... <laughs> Well, I'll find out very soon for you because I think it's uh, it's Monday now. I think this Sunday we're recording a, a, a special Christmas episode, which will obviously be out now as when this comes out. Um, so we're having the commissioner on, Kevin Williams, for that. So that'll be probably the first time I'll get to properly speak to Duke. And it's probably a conversation to have face-to-face anyway, to look like, look, are you okay, etc. Like, what's happening? Mm-hmm. But they, they, don't worry about the SW podcast. The SW podcast will, will go on. So there's no there's no... Threats there. Yeah. I've not done. I've not done anything to Duke, so there's no reason why he would stop doing the SW podcast. I mean, to be fair, he didn't do anything to smash and Asher, and yet he still uh, Duke still got knocked out of the what was it first proper episode. Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> that's that's Sebastian though. He's he's dancing. Yeah, oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's finally get into this this these questions then, because there's loads. So yes. we'll, we'll start with Instagram just so I can make sure sort of look at my phone again. Um. IB Scotty has asked Dream Triple Threat Match one person from WWE, AEW and TNA. Oh. Right. WWE, it's got to be... Well, he's, he's back there now, so I can say CM Punk. Um, AEW uh, will throw Kenny Omega in there because we never got to see it in AEW. That was bizarre, wasn't it? We never got a CM Punk versus Kenny Omega. I know before Brawl Out and all that, obviously. But even before then, I thought it was crazy that that wasn't one of the first things that they did. Um, um, TNA. Let's put, Do we mean like current TNA or do we mean all time TNA? Scotty? Um, I don't know. Scotty's just. He set, that's the question he set. So right. you can maybe play about with the, the vagueness of the rule. Right. We'll have, we'll have Kazuchika Okada. <laughs> Because he's currently he's booked for a TNA show, so let's have him. That's not, a match not, I'd like to see. Not Osprey, no. Osprey. I mean, <laughs> technically, no, nah, nah, yeah, technically, yeah. We'll stick with Okada. We'll go with Okada. I was trying that's, to think of that one myself. Because um, yeah. I mean, Kenny and Okada have had a couple of decent matches, so throw, throw, throw Punk in there. <laughs> we'll go with that. That would be a banger. So, so I hear. I've never watched either myself. I, I, I get intimidated by like a match that's an hour. I'm like, oh, seems like ages. Just you know. they are. They are very, very good. <laughs> Ignore the whole like everyone sort of hangs on Dave Meltzer's every word. 
they, but they are generally very good matches. Um, one day, one day I'll eventually. Uh, that's when, actually when, remind me. I'm supposed to watch something between now and, and an episode going out, and I forgot what it was. Oh well, that's that's that's, that's, that's our problem for another time. Yeah. When are um, we? When are we? When are we getting the Billy rating? Because you are essentially Scotland's answer to Dave Meltzer. So I don't rate things because I have a very. <laughs> I, it doesn't stop Dave, but I have a I have a very particular. <laughs> thing i like in matches and it's silly bollocks and that well, that's what, what people like. that's what people don't get it's like this is dave Meltzer's idea of what a seven star match whatever it is he's he's yeah. one guy you're allowed to disagree with him like exactly whatever. i mean i'll just be sitting here with uh i don't know if you've seen any mr wrestlezone and omar Mohammed's promos i'd be sitting here just giving mr wrestlezone five star matches because i've enjoyed every single moment and i cannot pick a problem with it and that'll be if, it <laughs> if you enjoy silly bollocks Stay tuned to what I've got planned for 2024. That's all I'm saying. Clip an eye out of context. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I was, I was trying to think, think what I would I would probably have in that situation. I don't watch a lot AW, so I'm, I'm kind of a little bit in the dark for yeah. for who's good and who's not good. Um, so I'd probably just throw in. I don't know. I I like talking, so give me Kevin Owens, MJF. Yep. And from TNA, Joe Hendry. Oh yes, there you go. That'll be a good match. Exactly, you get some get some great stuff on the outskirts with all the promos as well. So yeah, uh, that would be my triple threat. Very much different. Yours is more of a work rate uh, triple mm. threat. Mine is they'll probably throw himself off something really high at some point, and I'm going to enjoy it. I'm just picturing like a Joe Hendry entrance for somebody like MJF or Kevin Owens. That's now something I want to see. Oh, beautiful! So, um, something Canadian-y and 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 that it's going to be. Uh, if, he to, if for Owens, he'd, I want him to go like full South Park and have like the head going. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Must be that. That's the only way it would work. So, you'd just be there going, "Hey, Kevin Owens." <laughs> um, Joe, if you're listening, sorry, that sounded really ominous. <laughs> Joe, if you're listening, there, <laughs> get closer to the microphone. <laughs> um, right, back to the questions. We have loads so facebook we'll start from the bottom and work our way up cool. much like drake does uh we've got jai uh is that, uh, i was gonna say jai because i know i'm gonna butcher your whole name yeah. i'm sorry Zabuvka, i believe it's pronounced i believe it's pronounced it's not how it's spelled so i'm i'm okay. happy just goes go with jai. Yeah, that's quite common with polish names <laughs> <laughs> i know i know i think i may have said your, your the shoot name uh of, of yours once and it panicked when i was starting reading it i was like oh no, <laughs> no i'm just no, I'm just going to go first names. Anyway, what does a honey badger do? Oh, of course he's asked me this. Uh, a honey badger uh, famously doesn't give a flip. I won't use the the full profanity. Um, this came up in Jay Robbins' uh, episode, and we were just again chatting silly bollocks. Uh, Duke Cannon, had, he'd done a twist on your classic question about um, cows and sheep, and he was basically saying who'd win in a fight between I think it was a grizzly bear and a gorilla, and um, Jay Robin decided to throw a honey badger into the mix, and to make to make his own sort of dream animal triple threat, as opposed to Scotty's uh, wrestling company triple threat. Um, and I think Jay Robin's uh, now taken that, and he's now going to name. He did. Uh, do you see his match with ADM? I don't know if you had a chance to watch it. He did this flip, sweet sort of springboard senton from the middle rope, and um, that's now getting called. That's now getting called honey badger. Don't give a flip. In honor of that, so sort of random outburst he made on the SCW podcast. 
wrestling's weird. Right. I know, uh, right? <laughs> we got Sean McCulloch. Uh, ask, I can do McCulloch. I can do Scottish ones. Very easy. Uh, outside of wrestling, one footballer to wrestle, one to tag with, and one to squash. Which I never thought I'd get to to use wrestle bury or oh god what was the call what's the segment called wrestle bury wrestle bury anyway it's a bar it's, it's like shag married uh, shag married annoyed I, I know podcast. I know I've, I've, <laughs> I've, I've, oh, I'm getting confused here anyway Sean outside wrestling one footballer to to wrestle one to tag with and one to squash uh, we'll tag with Henrik Larson because he's my favorite footballer of all time uh, we'll squash. We'll squash Chris Boyd because he's just really annoying. And um, oh, who would I have a match with? I'll put on a five-star classic with Leo Messi. We'll do that. Nice and simple. <laughs> Work the leg. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was tag. It, it's literally in there. It's, it's, yeah. It was wrestle tag. <laughs> wrestle tag buddy was the segment yeah. I had. Oh, yeah. Jesus, what idiot. Anyway, uh, Tom has asked. This is uh, Tom who's got himself out the fridge to ask a question. Very good one. <laughs> Uh, how many? Oh God, I didn't read this question first. First started. How many midgets riding at you on bikes with bicycle helmets could you take on with a baseball bat before you got literally, literally overrun? Of course, he's come in with like a essentially a Nazi zombies question because he's obsessed with Call of Duty. Um. Well, Tom, how how far? How far in between these midgets are we talking? Are we talking one after that? Well, have you got yeah. enough time to swing back and and yeah, because I reckon if 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 you just keep lining them up, I'll keep knocking them down. So we'll, probably until I get tired. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Even say, then, you could just like just poke it, jib it forward instead for a little bit. That'll... Yeah, I mean, if if they're midgets, I might not even need the the bat. I'll just just start big booting them and just taking them out. Because they're not going to be very high up. <laughs> They'd be even lower down on a bike. <laughs> I think. I think for podcast purposes, we, we probably should have went with little people, or yes. uh, height deficient. I don't know. Height deficiency uh, is that uh, that probably more PG? Or just people the same height as Tom? I stood next to Tom. He, I, I, he's got definitely got a big personality. I, I didn't realize we'll, how, how short he was in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we'll go with we'll, we'll go with uh, we'll go sixty nine banter. Oh yeah, nice uh, lads, 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 lads. lads. <laughs> uh, we've got Hull PG asking, "Who is your favourite play-by-play commentary partner, and why is it JP?" But even speak oh. about your commentary uh, time. Well, we'll get to that at some point. Uh, yeah, who's your favourite play-by-play commentary partner? JP, why is JP? JP's the best because, as we say on Empire, two parties are better than one. <laughs> um, in wrestling, outside of JP, I love it. Like I love Excalibur. I think he brings so much to AEW. Um, and but my favorite commentary team of all time was probably Michael Cole and Taz on like SmackDown um, until J- until Taz went off to uh, join ECW, the New Breed Unleashed. <laughs> Back in the day, um, that was probably like my favorite ever duo on commentary. Was I was about I was a big smart dunk kid uh, around about that time. Um, so Benko Cole and Taz is probably my favorite combination. But my favorite play by play right now is uh, is Excalibur. I've got a lot, I've got a lot of love for Kevin Kelly as well. I've always liked Kevin Kelly. 
Cool. Uh, it's also asked a stupid question, which is, uh, would you rather wrestle a hundred duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck? Oh, duck-sized horses. Yeah. Because yeah, the totally one horse-sized duck is terrifying, and it will just kill me instantly. Just pecks me once. Massive. Be a massive duck. So yeah, duck-sized horses. Let's Think go. of the wingspan at least. Oh man. We'll just take it in, right? Uh, take, take, over, take over the world. Praising <laughs> <laughs> to our, our new duck leader, uh, Andrew has asked, "Who would win in a fight, Yap Stam or Bobo Baldi?" Oh, Bobo Baldi! Bobo's going to get you. Easy. <laughs> I just like there's a, a football question. I actually heard of both the footballers. Oh, there you go. So yeah. I'm very proud. I, I, I listened to the FCW podcast, and uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the camp of. Yeah, well, if you give me any football references after 2002, I probably will not know what you're talking yeah. about. Other than the obvious, you know, Messi, Ronaldo, all that kind of yeah. stuff. Uh, I made but... Duke proud by uh, delving into a bit of uh, Warhammer knowledge to bring up. I just thought, right, I've got this one thing that I know now. I need to find a place in conversation to drop it in. And I just shoehorned it into this. But I can't remember what we are talking about at the time. But it was this thing about, uh, it was this planet in the Warhammer universe that apparently has a, a never-ending tidal wave either on it or surrounding it. So all the people on the planet have to never stay in the same place for too long because they'll just get swept up by this tidal wave. So that sounds awful. And apparently this was like a very deep deep cut of lore that I'd found and it was, it was I just went on to Warhammer Reddit and I just started scrolling until I saw something interesting. Copy <laughs> paste. Like, oh. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm sure he appreciated it. He did. He seemed happy at the time. Uh, but Bochco actually asked a wrestling question. Oh my God, uh, what has been the what has been the member of? Uh, right, I'm gonna read this verbatim because yeah. it doesn't sound like it's gonna go well. Uh, okay. Who has been the member of FC uh, FCW roster that you would most like to take to test yourself? Oh, okay. Um, before oh, it I does find... make sense. Sorry, I'm yeah. sorry, Bochco. I read yeah. that in my head and going, that doesn't make sense. But I've said it out loud now. It actually, no. is a question. I apologize, okay. Bochco. You should remember he's he's a it's a second language English you know he's a Spanish lad so Tijuana Dumbarton as we all know, um, and he didn't he, he wasn't able to speak English until Duke Cannon wrote it on his character sheet. I don't know if you've seen that. That's that's how that actually happened, um, <laughs> <laughs> because because wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would I would have said before I'd found out that I was going to be wrestling him in this tournament it would be Sebastian Sebastian Asher. Because I remember when I showed up to training on the first night, he was there. And it's that old adage about uh, JBL used to say it about Randy Orton, or if you like built a, a wrestler slash sports entertainer from the ground up, you'd get him. I think F- FCW-wise, DAPDUB-wise, it's Sebastian. Um, again, he's. I don't agree with everything that he does and how he operates. I think it's very good probably for him in the long run that he's finally kicked Marcus Hunter to the curb. I don't think they were helping each other. I think he needs to go out on his own and prove that he's actually probably the most talented guy, arguably, in the company, in my opinion. I think he's got a bit of everything. He can fly. He can tap you out. He can put everything that he's got behind a massive spear and take you out. I just think Sebastian Nashville is, like, seriously future uh, heavyweight championship material. And I think hopefully now he can show it. I am getting the chance to wrestle him and Spike and the... Uh, in a triple threat match in this tournament. I'm going to have my work cut out for me because, as we know, Spike is one of the best junior heavyweights in the whole country, never mind just FCW. But I'm going to go in there and give him the best shot. Again, Spike would have been another name on that list if I hadn't already uh, 
scheduled to have a match with him. In terms of people who I haven't faced, I'm going to throw Samuel out there from Redgate. Again, I think he's one of the, the best things coming out of Dap Dub. And I think I think he's one that we've yet to see the best of. Once he gets more opportunities, I think he's going to prove to everyone how dangerous he is. And I'd love the chance to get in the ring with him myself. I would like to avoid the red mist, though. It doesn't look fun. Emily Hayden didn't have a good time. And uh, neither did Valak during the Rumble. So Sam, I'll say Samuel. Samuel's the guy I would like to wrestle that I've not had the chance to wrestle yet. Fantastic. So we've got Rich Money coming in with... Oh, uh, why do you What's he saying? Why do you constantly feel small and inferior to Rich Money, of which you are? Wow. This is the guy that's been ducking me for like the best part of a year. I keep calling him out all the time. I keep saying, look, let's have a match. You've clearly got a problem with me. You think you're better than everyone. As, it, it seems to be me, though, that he's got more of a problem with than anyone else. I don't know why. We've I've tried to be civil with him on commentary and tried my best to get on with him. And I've ignored all the rubbish put-downs that he's got for me. He insists on calling me Pat as well. He says like that, Pat. Like it's just out of the corner of his mouth, Pat. My name's Patrick, or Paddy, if you get on with me. Don't call me Pat. It annoys me, especially the way he says it. It annoys me. And he knows it annoys me, and that's why he does it. But he's an absolute tosser. So I'm not going to rise to it, even though I have slightly. But again... This dude is like a, a Scrooge McDuck. He just sees sees the crowd, and he's just like, I, I, I want that. What, yeah. what about that? He's you jealous. Know, that, exactly, that's what it is, Billy. That's what he is. He's ang he's, he's nasty to me because he's jealous. That's what it is. Uh, we've got Kieran Douglas. So the first question we've, we've answered because it's usually part of our core question set, mm -hmm. which is what made you decide to start wrestling? We've got yep. that. But the other one is, uh, who would you trust to have your back in the ring? Well, I think Kieran knows it's him. Kieran's become my guy. Uh, we've gotten very close over the last year since we met at training. Um... He's had, he's, he's had a bit of a nasty injury for the past few months, but he's been out. Uh, but he's been out with that. He's just coming back. I think he's coming back to training this week, though, as we speak. Um, Cairn's somebody I really want to to work with. I think we've we got on so well. I think that's going to translate, hopefully, uh, in the ring one day. Um, in terms of people that have had my back, Jay Robbins been one. Like I said, we've had a few tag team matches together. Um, so that would be the two. It would be Cairn Douglas and Jay Robin. Those are the guys that have that have had my back so far during my journey, and I'm sure they will do in the future as well. And the final question we've got through the through Facebook is from Tom again. Tom's back oh. um, with a with a great question uh, for those fellow podcasters that enjoy the OSW review. Oh, he's um, done it. <laughs> I'm going to try and do it justice um, because I think someone else also asked this on uh, Instagram because I'm panicking now because I'm not sure remember people have asked more questions through there. You're going to do the accent. <sighs> I'm going to try it. Uh, <laughs> my throat's killing me, but I'm going to definitely give it a go. And it won't go well. Uh, okay, I'm really conscious about it now. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to go all stereotype. What bar yes! is Patrick <laughs> Matyski? Oh, I'm glad he's asked. Because this became a thing. Uh, it was either the last show that I was at. Because I missed a fight before Christmas, sadly, because I was on holiday. Um, but uh, the last show I was at, it was just us sitting around, kind of, once everything was set up, just going full OSW. What bar is this wrestler? What bar is that wrestler? What bar is Patrick Petersky? Patrick Petersky is probably a milky bar, I would say. Maybe what I do is spicy spicy on the screen or whatever. For those of you who somehow don't know what a milky bar is. Um, for for, for those that, that uh, know my show, 
we won't be doing a spicy spicy but uh <laughs> so go, go google it <laughs> so don't don't even google it no go to the shop and buy one because it's amazing um but yeah the wrapper um uh, for those of you who don't know what what bar is i should probably explain that quickly it's become like the running joke at train now that i've brought up uh, what bar is this restaurant? What bar is that restaurant? So OSW Review did this great segment on their show where if somebody's wearing a usually a sort of outlandish uh, attire, if it's like jazzy colours or whatever, they'll go, what bar is Patrick Potowski, Billy Strachan? Mm-hmm. And they'll just bring up, it started off with like chocolate bars, but it's like, it's branched out into basically anything. They've done like cigarette packets in the past, they've done yeah. like drinks, etc. Just what does this restaurant look like? Right now, I would say a milky bar because I've been rocking the kind of like blue and white and with a wee bit of sort of red. This is like the sort of colour oh, on, oh, on, on the bucket. I don't want to throw a little bit of controversy here. You mean Milky yeah. Way? Oh, I do. Christ, I know. Thank you for correcting me. No, Milky Way is, uh, Milky Bar is a totally different thing. Yeah, I am very much a Milky Way. No, you're right. Sorry, Billy. Thank you. That's yeah, I right. am a Milky I mean, Milky Bars are good as well. Um, but yeah, milk, that's bad. That's poor. That's very poor. I, I, I want to make sure to connect you just in case we've got some controversy in the comments. Before. I know, yeah. Absolutely. Did you mention no. blue? I was like, ah, uh, no, yeah, you've, yeah. you've went wrong here. See those? See all those comments that you've typed in, right? Just delete them. Okay? Exactly. Just go back on the backspace. This is why connected. you wait to the end of the video to comment. This is why you wait to the end of the video to make your comments because things might get corrected. But yeah, I am Milky Way because I've got the mainly blue and white with a wee bit of red on it and I taste great. Just looking at it, crispy rolls, looking with crispy rolls. What a sweet that was. Yeah. They paid that much for, for that many, though. Because uh, their night is continued. Anyway, right. My, my, uh, my, my, myself and JP did one, I think, for everyone at the last show we commented on together. So I think I think Tom Atlas was a can of Monster Energy, I think, which would have been for you and as well, you and Mackie, just green and black. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I'll reveal that on a future episode of the SCW podcast. I'll go through the SCW roster and do what bar for them. <laughs> Just do it with Kevin and uh he can he can start naming them and, and that. Yeah. Last question is is from um SCW's fearless leader, John Young. Nice. It is <clears throat> what bar is retro randy valentine <laughs> i'm not gonna need to do it on the podcast i'll just get sent them in individually and i'll do them oh i don't want to rip off osw all the time but is, is this now my thing what bar is retro randy valentine retro randy valentine is a flump <laughs> i don't I, i'm hoping he loves that yeah because i'm just thinking he's got all these sort of jazzy colors on obviously i think Let's do a flump bar. I'm gonna look. I'm I'm pretty certain that I've got this nailed on. I'm gonna look up a flump bar here. In the meantime, I'm gonna go for rainbow drops. Okay, yeah. Um, but oh yeah, I... retro Randy Valentine's a flump. He wears those sort of like sort of baby blues and sort of yeah, yeah. I'd say that Randy's a flump, and flump's an old school thing as well for me. I was like a wee sort of corner shop sweetie. I will right, we'll go for a flump. Retro Randy Valentine's a flump. There's the quote for the episode. Retro yeah. Randy Valentine. That's the name. Of, that's 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 the name of the episode now. Retro <laughs> Randy Valentine's and flop. <laughs> so what I should do for the next step for next season is just do you know how you do the always sunny bits at the start. I should just take a quote from the episode, put that at the start, and then just go into it, and yeah. then that'll be it. Retro Randy Valentine is a flump, and then yeah. into the episode we go. No context <laughs> needed. Yeah, you'll find it. Listen to the whole two-hour episode. You'll find the context somewhere. That's your reward. That's your reward for listening to the whole thing. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, talk, well, before we wrap up, then we'll talk about the, the commentary gig that you've got. Uh, again, was just someone find out that you did a podcast, so you know how to actually speak into a microphone without sounding like a dolt. 
I think so. That might have played a part. Probably doing the FCW podcast helped as well. Um, John just uh, texted me one day and said, look, um, there's an opportunity here for somebody to, to hop on Empire and do some commentary because John wears a lot of hats within the company. Um, one of them has been uh, doing commentary in the past. So I think he maybe saw it as, well, Patrick can go and do this and it's one less plate for me to spin on the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and that guy was very, very happy to be asked to do it. And I've, uh, yeah, I've been doing it for, when When was my first show? I think it was maybe June time, June, July, around about then. So I've been doing it ever since then. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've again, I've loved it because I've been able to like, take bits from like commentaries, like I mentioned earlier, like Taz or Excalibur or Kevin Kelly, stuff that I've loved in the past and just be able to like drop bits in and obviously develop my own style as well. And like you said, I've, I've done stuff like this before, so I can talk for a long period of time. Fine. And I get the best, I'm out getting the best seat in the house to watch the shows. So it's, it's a win-win, win-win for me. Loving it. It's, it's a hard, it's a job. People don't realize it's, it's not easy. Cause I, I, um, I was watching a show on YouTube and I was listening to the commentary and I hated it. I had to turn it down eventually because it, it wasn't for me and it just wasn't tickling, tickling my pickle, so to speak. So I thought, right, I'm going to give this a go. How hard could it be? So I took a, a match. Uh, thankfully, one, one of the guys at FCW, they sent me a match to watch that hasn't been online. Watched it. Did my commentary in one take because I'm a fucking pro. Uh, so, <laughs> so I did commentary in one take. Listened back to it. Went, Oh, that was a lot harder than than the makes than you make out. Uh, the, the the pros make it look, especially if you do it live on the time mm-hmm. as well, and and uh, get make sure you get the stories in and get in all the. Well, that's it. It's 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 not just going superplex, cover, kick out. You know, TKO, whatever the move is. You like especially, especially um for maybe guys that are like clicking on Empire for the first time, and they're maybe like, why why is this man? wrestling in a wedding dress and a skull mask. <laughs> Don't know. <laughs> that was like that was my first ex- that was my first exposure to FCW. So when you get a bit of context like, oh you see uh, Ian Ambrose is a bit of a a bit of a guy, a bit of a character. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. He's this eccentric boy. This is this makes sense now. Or why wrestler A, what fighting wrestler B. Um for example, um the the show that we just missed, um, none of the regular commentators were available. Um so I was on holiday. JP wasn't available. Um, the commissioner was uh, on holiday as well. Actually, wasn't able to do that show. And John was again doing even more than he would normally have to do plus commentary. So we're going to be editing that and and post. So I'm going to do that in post. And for example, the first match we had that night was Bruiser Brad Evans making his FCW debut against Nathan North. So it's more more. There's a lot more to that match than. Bruiser Brad Evans versus Nathan North. You've got the whole context of Brad coming in last month and costing Game On the tag titles. Why do you do that? Well, it's because he's a member of the foundation and you can go into the history there. It was also the history between Brad and Nathan. Nathan and Brad were best mates back in the day. And so now, so on top of all that, you've got not only has Brad come in to cost those guys the titles and to give his friends titles, he's turned on his former best friend. So there's layers and layers and layers that you've got to put across as well as calling, you know, you know, big boot, cover, kick out, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, there is a lot to go in. But the more you, it's like anything, the more you do it, then the more used to it you get and the more you hopefully get better at it. 
hopefully it's watch hopefully it's watchable <laughs> i think my my biggest issue is i don't i'm not very good at the whole poker face so if i'm watching a match that i personally don't enjoy mm. it takes a lot for me to actually make it sound enjoyable without me just going this is a bit shit lads isn't it? You just... <laughs> i'm not into this at all <laughs> well want to go take a break we'll come back in about 10 minutes i'm sure it'll be good by then <laughs> i'm sure this headlock i'm sure this headlock will be over but <laughs> it's like oh no 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 this isn't going well guys just do what do what guys do what do what just stop do you want to stop? Call it a draw. I'll try again. <laughs> Cut. Um, <laughs> God, never put me in charge of anything wrestling wise. Let's leave me here and do the podcast instead. Um, right. So before we go, there's two questions we haven't asked. I'm sure you're 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 on the edge of your seat because I forgot to put them into the question set. Uh, but I have them. I have noted on the top of my page here because if I don't. I forget, and yet I almost did. Patrick Petersky. Uh, I don't know why I tried to go for Irish towards the end there. Uh, what would win the fight? Two sheep or one cow? I think it's got to be the cow. I'm in team cow. Because I think if, if the cow really wants to, then I think it could just go mental and take out the sheep. And I, I, I don't think I don't think the I mean, yes, I know the, the theories behind, you know, the, the sheep, they have the numbers advantage. But I think the I think the size of the cow is too much to overcome. In fact, if you piss off that cow enough, he's eventually going to say, nah, I've had enough of this. Uh, and what I hear is, is if the cow gets really pissed off, it gets back onto its hind legs and it starts shooting milk from its udders. Exactly. That's the... Nobody wants that. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Instant topic. <laughs> uh, and the last question that we've got here is what's your favourite dinosaur so there's a funny story behind this line I think I, I maybe mentioned it in Jay Robbins episode as well um, accidentally um, that used to be my go-to chat line back in yeah. the day and <laughs> uh, my didn't have much success with it and my friends used to slag me off with it and one of my friends in particular slagged me off that he was the manager of my Sunday league football team at the time oh, oh that's a terrible line Patrick why are you using that and uh, he used it on a girl one time for a joke, and I attended their wedding about a year ago. So it worked. My favourite dinosaur is uh, a Velociraptor. That's a nice classic. Yeah. Classic Jurassic Park. That was I'm the right age for that. They were the coolest things in it. So, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get my boy into dinosaurs. He's, he seems, he's not taking them on yet. Uh, he likes felt instead. So anything <laughs> with felt on it is, is the best thing ever. Uh, which you know, as a sixteen-month-old, I think he's allowed that. Um, so, so that's that's it. I think we've we've we haven't hit the the the, the hefty two-hour mark. Um, next time, don't worry. Next time, yeah. But, but I'll perfectly honest because I'm still on the seventh day of this never-ending uh, cold. My throat is starting to die again. Uh, so I'm gonna 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 go and go and rest it. Get some honey down there and uh, whatever else uh, fluids I can think of that go down there that. Uh, let's stop. I'm going to stop. Stop on that. I'm going to stop that sentence because it's never. Gonna, it's not going to end well for me. Um, we're just going to go forward. So from um, now, people can buy their tickets for uh, uh, that dub. Yes, there you go. See, you are coming around to it. Really, you are. Come on, it rolls off the tongue much better than DAPW, which is just awkward to say, or Dundee Professional Dundee Academy of Professional Wrestling, which is too long. It's that dub. Anyway, we've got. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we've got that stuff uh, coming up. Uh, 
tickets will be available going to F- is it Eventbrite still? Uh, it used to be Eventbrite, so the Eventbrite, easiest right. place to go now is just go on to faircitywrestling.com and there's a link to the tickets there. And you can also check out uh, uh, the blogs that Sarah does on the website. She kind of reviews all the shows on there. And we've got like our Hall of Champions, so it's got you can check out some profiles of the wrestlers and stuff. And there's links to Empire, also M- uh, Fair City Wrestling on YouTube as well. You can check out Empire, and obviously, I think it's I think it's basically the same on all the socials. So yeah, and I'm Patrick. I'm just Patrick Paterski on Facebook. I'll plug my socials quickly as well. <laughs> I'm just on Facebook though. That's what I was going to say my next note was socials. So you, you, yeah. you I think you've read my, my notes here. This is not. This is. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> I've I've watched your show a lot, so I, I know the format. <laughs> I know, and you met me in person, and I've revealed yeah. myself as really awkward. You're not. You're not. You're. You always say this. You're not as nearly as awkward as you seem to think you are. Uh just just leave me in a corner. I'll be quite happy. I'll I'll make myself. I'll make myself useful out of the way. Uh, but yeah. So it's it's it's. Uh, well, I've ended up just being awkward to finish off. You know. See, ending the podcast. What happens? This, this is why me and Duke go on a ramble, and that just kind of adds into the outro. Out. Yeah. Because uh, I don't want the conversation to ever end. Yeah, but I don't have anything else to speak about. Uh, so. <laughs> We've got loads of wrestling coming up. Go to the FCW uh, website and find out more. Uh, this has been a great enlightening chat. At least I always worry, I said this last few episodes, when I get someone who's kind of new that we won't have a lot to speak about, especially if we don't get along and, or don't have a, any sort of rapport. Uh, a word. Um, and, and, rapport. And rapport. Rapport. Is rapport yes, is that's the, word. the one. Yeah. Ah, my brain's gone to mush already. It'll only be 90 minutes, like a football match. Yeah. Um, get the perfect balance, I suppose, uh, with the with the banter and the wrestling. There you go. Right. Anyway, let's go. So yeah, thank you very much for joining me. Um, it's been a pleasure. Hopefully, we'll get to see you in twenty twenty four if I can get back down to Dundee or, or wherever to go see some first city wrestling. But uh, no, yeah, it's been great. Thanks. No problem. Until next time, Billy. Really.